Oh, hi friends. Um, it's Friday night and uh, this is The Realist. I am, uh, I just did five days of session in a row and I'm feeling real gross and I just took a shower. Um, so this is bare bones here. Um, but I just wanted to take a beat um, to go through some of these questions that you guys have been sending me for um, this completely anonymous AMA thing that I started earlier this week, uh, which is uh, this thing on my website that you can go to, which is kate-lumpkin.com backslash um, AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, because I realized that there are so many people who have so many questions about casting and the audition process, um, but they're scared to ask questions because they have a fear of a backlash or of looking stupid or something. And I realized that office hours actually wasn't anonymous and that people were probably not asking me real things. So I just wanted to go through some of these questions. You guys sent me like 15 amazing questions. And so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to answer some of these questions that you guys had about casting. And guys, they are the realest. Like, like I'm giving you um, like a no makeup post shower onesie moment because I feel like that honors the realest of these questions. So we're gonna go through them. There is zero judgment. I have absolutely no clue who sent these to me, which is pretty baller. And uh, I'm gonna answer them. And this is gonna go up on my Office Hours podcast. So uh, we're not gonna do Office Hours this week because um, it's Super Bowl Sunday and nobody's gonna watch. So I'm gonna answer these instead. So again, um, I always say, you know, these things are my opinion. They don't reflect any of the companies that I work for um, or any of the companies that I have worked for in the past. This is my experience and my answers only for these questions, yeah? Um, so if you have any questions that you want to ask in response to some of these answers, please feel free to just like type them up and ask away. Um, or if you want to send something anonymous to me while I'm doing this, uh, please feel free to visit my website. It's in the little thing. It's kate-lumpkin.com backslash AMA and just pop your question in and we'll get to it. So here we go. Some of the realist. Uh, so the first question that I have here is, it says, just a curiosity question. I've been on the hiring list and have resubmitted numerous times for a company to show my continuing interest, but I haven't heard anything back. Uh, is it me personally or maybe just because there isn't anything available? And with live auditions, they're all too far to reattend. On the casting side, would you recommend that I keep submitting? Uh, here's the deal. If you know that you're on a hiring list for a company, like if you've gone in for something and someone has told you verbally or you've gotten in, a, in writing that you are on a hiring list, um, I personally feel like there's no need to resubmit unless something has drastically changed in your life or in your body or something, right? So we've gained 80 pounds. We've lost 80 pounds. Uh, we've moved across the country. Our availability dates have changed. Our interests have changed. If that's the case, then feel free to resubmit. But if you're on a hiring list, um, you know, if you want to check in every once in a while, maybe that's totally great. Uh, but there's no need to resubmit, especially for an audition slot, because uh, it just takes up time, it takes your energy, and it's it's not worth it. But again, that's only if you know for a fact that you are on a hiring list, right? Um, if you haven't heard that verbally or seen it in writing, uh, then yeah, keep submitting and keep showing your interest. Um, but if you're on a hiring list and nothing has really drastically changed, then I feel like you're filed away, people know who you are, and there's no need to resubmit. Uh, okay, the next question I have is how quickly do you know usually if the person currently auditioning is right for the part? I think the first thing you have to remember in most situations in most rooms is that it's not just one person 
that's watching you audition. So every single person, you know, who's in that space has some sort of involvement in the show and uh, is going to have differing opinions. There are going to be questions. There's going to be um, a debate and conversation about people. Uh, so, you know, just because I might feel like I know in two minutes or 30 seconds or 10 seconds doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to have an opinion that's going to um, create a conversation, yeah? So I would say, though, um, I know, I feel like I have a good feeling when I go into a session of what the creative team is trying to find. Um, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean a body or a shape or a color or, or any of these kind of things, but like an essence, a vocal type, these kind of things, I feel like I know what they're looking for. And if someone comes in and they're not... Um, kind of in that vein, it's pretty obvious from the start. Though I will say, I love to be surprised. There are some people who come in and just blow you away at some point and you go, oh God, I had no idea that was going to happen. That is a great day at the office when someone blows you away. Um, I will say though, if you or someone walks into the room and they're not prepared, um, it's pretty obvious from the start. Or if someone walks in and they have already told themselves, it, they're already defeated, um, like they have they have talked themselves out of winning this audition, they have talked themselves out of winning the room, that's pretty obvious. Um, and from within 10 seconds, if someone's not prepared or if someone has already walked in from a place of total defeat, I mean, you know. Uh, and I just chalk that up to it's not someone's day. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're a bad actor, a bad person, a bad performer. It's just not their day, you know? Um, and you can tell pretty quickly if it's not someone's day. Uh, you know that it's just like another human. If someone walks into a coffee shop, you know within 10 seconds if it's like not their day. Um, but I, I think, you know, for me, an audition starts from the second the door opens and it ends the second, you know, the door closes. There's a lot that goes on between then. So I'm the first person to say, like, I can change my mind pretty quickly. And you have the power to change anybody's mind pretty quickly. Um, but my job is to be able to read people and to see people and to understand people um, in, a, in a timely fashion. So, uh, you know, you know within 30 seconds of your audition too if you are feeling it, if you're in it, if you're in the pocket, if you're in the groove, if you've done what you need to do. So that's my answer to that. Um, have you ever seriously, oh Lord, y'all, this font is so tiny. We're going to turn this. Have you ever seriously, are you ever seriously thinking about other projects besides your current one while you're in an audition room? Is it worth being seen by you at one call to put us in your head for something else? Um, oh Lord, man, I wish that I, uh, could say that, uh, I wasn't thinking about other projects when I'm in the room, but the truth is, of course we are. Um, you know, if we have lots of projects going on, and I know that for a current project I'm looking for 15 people, and another project I'm looking for 10, and another project I'm looking for 30, like, I got all these lists, all these characters, all these things running around in my head. So it's foolish for anybody to think that I wouldn't be thinking about those other things, right? Um, and... A lot of times I um, write UFM on someone's uh, resume that means useful for me, uh, which means it's, you know, this person might not be right for this thing that we're doing right now, but this person is definitely useful for me. Um, this is useful for another project I'm working on or something further down the line. So yeah, I mean, I absolutely think if you are remotely right for something um, and you know also that this person that you're going in for works on interesting projects that you'd like to be a part of and you're also right for this one, like go in. Go for it. Be seen, honey. Be seen. Um, a good person worth their salt, I think, in casting 
never stops thinking about what they're hiring um, and just wants to see people and see what they do and figure out how they can fit them into another puzzle. That being said, do not go in for something that you are wildly inappropriate for or that you don't feel like you live in the world of the piece because no matter what, my lens for the day is focused on the person and the creative team that I am working for. So if you show up and you are not kind of within that lens, you don't fit in that world, you will stick out like a sore thumb probably for the wrong reasons and then that doesn't put you kind of like in a good place for other projects. You know what I mean? So honor the truth of what you're going in for. Make sure you're going in for something that will fit within the lens of what I'm looking for or at least the world, the time, the music style of what I'm looking for. Um, but no, like, of course, uh, yes, of course, I'm thinking about other projects too. Like, that's that's real life, you know, that's, that's the truth. So, yes, you definitely can win the room over um, and win, you know, uh, maybe not necessarily the part that you're trying out for, the show that you're trying out for, but definitely um, you can win the room and be seen and, and be thought of for something else. Um, lots of people are useful. Lots of people are exciting and thrilling. And, and when I find someone, when I see someone who's wonderful, I want to find a way to make it work. Um, okay, next question. How do you approach EPAs differently from appointments? Um, usually with appointments, nine times out of 10, I really know the person or I've seen the person or I have, um, I've seen the person's work, even if I haven't, um, experienced them in person or I've super stalked them on the internet to know who I'm bringing in, right? If someone's been pushed to me by an agent or a manager, um, and I don't really know them, I'll definitely stalk them. So I think going into an appointment day, I have a little bit more of a grounded basis in what I am about to see, right? So I can really like be super hopeful and like, oh, I think this person's vibe is going to be totally right for this show. Um, so uh, appointment days are a little less like anxious ridden for me because I think um, I might have a clue as to what we're going to see. EPAs are magical days for me. I love an EPA day because it's just like you have no idea what's going to come in. And sometimes it's someone you've seen, someone whose work you know, someone whose work you really like. Sometimes it's the magical unicorn who comes out of nowhere and you're like, what is this? This is crazy. Um, so I think I approach EPAs and appointments differently only because of a level of like ease in my mind. Um, I like to think that on an appointment day, I'm going to show a creative team, you know, 70 people that uh, I trust are going to show up and perform. On an EPA day, I hope that I'm going to show an audition team 100 people, 150 people who are magical. Um, but you just never know what you're going to get, right? So, you know, it's it's the difference between going on um, a second or third date with someone and going on a blind date, right? It could be the best blind date of your life, uh, and it could be the worst third date of your life. Uh, but at least going into a third date, you think like, oh, I know what this is going to be. Yeah like or I have a I have a clue and on a blind date you're like I don't know uh but here's hoping it's it's amazing you know um but in terms of like prejudgment or um anything like that uh when it comes to EPA days like I don't I don't have that uh I hire talent from open calls very frequently uh people who have been hired by me know a lot of people have been hired from open calls I think I think it should be required uh, that uh, 
you know, CTs are working on projects that are non-equity and that, uh, you know, everyone should be sitting in on open calls because you see so many incredible people and learn so many cool people. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's me. I know different people have different perspectives, but that's kind of the difference between an appointment day and a, um, and an EPA, uh, or an open call day is just kind of, you know, not knowing what you're going to say. You know? Um, okay, next question. Why are auditions and even callbacks held for roles that have been cast? Uh, well, that varies from project to project. Um, you know, understudies, well, people are looking for understudies. People are going to be looking for something down the line. Sometimes contracts aren't actually signed. Um, and so we think something's cast, but it's not actually been done. And we need to make sure we have other options, uh, in case things fall through. Um, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of different reasons why, uh, you know, if someone is perceived as something being cast, you are seeing more people. Um, also, always, always, always remember that the hope with projects most of the time is that they're going to run and we're going to have to do replacement casts and we're going to have to, you know, see other people. Um, and so lots of times, you know, when you're, you're doing a call for a role that people perceive has already been cast, um, you're thinking about the future as well. So there are lots of different reasons. And I think, you know, don't be defeated. If someone puts up that they're looking for an actor for a role even if you perceive that it's been cast you don't know all the goings on behind the scenes yes um so usually there's a reason that someone's in a breakdown like a character's in a breakdown even if you think that role has already been booked yes or even if you know that role has already been booked why would we waste our time putting that thing in a breakdown if we weren't looking for something specific if there wasn't a reason for it um i think you know this is a thing I say a lot, which is trust that we know what we're doing with our job. I trust, I trust in you when you walk through that door that you are going to be able to manipulate your vocal cords to make a beautiful sound or that you are going to be able to listen to a choreographer and execute their vision or that you are going to be able to take someone brilliance words and turn them into something even more beautiful than um, I could have imagined. I trust in your abilities and your instrument. So please, please, please trust in my abilities and my skill and my instrument, right? That's, that's the, the one thing I would say. So, so when I release a breakdown, that's part of my instrument. Um, and just trust that, that we're releasing those characters for a reason. And maybe you don't even need to know what that reason is, but if it's something you're right for, be seen, honey, be seen. Okay, the next thing I have here, um, uh, if I'm auditioning for a show at an open call and I know I'm only really right for one part in it, is it really annoying for me to go in and just sing that song from the show? I figure if you don't like it now, then you're not going to like it at the callback. I mean, that's a choice you can always make. Um, I, I don't recommend it because the reality is you don't necessarily know the vision that the show is going to be in. You don't know if it's going to be arranged differently. Um, you don't know all of the moving parts of the thing. So, you know, when people tell you to sing something in the vein of the world or it, that tells a similar story or um, shows a creative team that, that you can live in that kind of through line of that character, I say always do that. Um, you know, there are preconceived notions about what a sound might be and it just might not be the case with what 
what's happening in the show. Um, and also remember, like, you will have a director if you get cast in a show. The vision will be shared with you. Someone will be giving you advice. You don't have any of that when you're going into an audition. So if you think you know, if you think that you can, you know, this, like, attitude of, like, well, if they don't like how I do it now, they're not going to like how I do it then. I just don't believe that because, you know, how you're doing it is how you do it, and that's wonderful. But you would have a good director, right? You would have an MD. You would have a choreographer. These things to help you, these tools to help you create what what the vision of this piece is so you know it's always up to you sing what you want to sing be who you want to be share what you want to share but um just remember that uh you don't necessarily know the whole vision of the piece and so to to put yourself in a position where you're singing from the show uh is is challenging it's it's a challenging thing and, and you might be setting yourself up not for success in a way that you could yeah okay um the next question here says oh my gosh guys my eyesight is so terrible right now okay uh what's the meaning of thank you after you perform in an audition see I told you no holds barred honey we are asking the questions I know it might be different from every person behind for every person behind the table but what is it most often for you we've been taught that thank you means no thanks you're not what we're looking for or even worse you're not good enough how can as performers we process and understand the thank you in an audition Guys, I hear you. I get it. I get it. You have seen in every movie, you've seen in every TV show, you've heard in every class that when someone, you've seen in every musical, right? Uh, that when someone says, thank you, thank you very much, that means like, you suck, get out of my room. Here's the truth. Um, I think the thank you can mean a lot of things. The reality is, especially on like an open call day, we got to keep things moving. I want to see everyone, right? I really want to see everyone. I sit there the whole day from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. watching people, um, and I want to. And sometimes when, um, when people have shared of themselves and then there's like a pause, you need to say something to tell people like, okay, this moment now is done. I appreciate the work that you've done, and now it's time for the next people to share of themselves. Um, and so like, I'm open. Tell me what you want to hear at the end of the audition. I think the thank you has come from a place of genuine, like I'm sure when the thank you started, it really was like, thank you. Thank you for sharing of yourself with me. I so appreciate your gifts. Um, it's funny, I say things like that and people roll their eyes at me. They think it's corny. They think it's not, you know, genuine. Um, I say thank you and people think I'm telling them that they suck. Uh, so I'm super open. And if any of you have suggestions as to what couple words you would like to hear at the end of an audition, please tell me. Put it in the comments. I am so open to changing the dialogue and to changing the script. Um, I think thank you has become a... a unfortunately a universal term of like you suck get out and and the reality is I just don't think that's true um I genuinely am grateful that anyone has shared with me uh so I want to say thank you I think if you hear like a thank you like it feels fake and forced um but I'm I'm up for changing the dialogue honey so please 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 feel free to tell me something else that you'd like to hear at the end of an audition um you know I'm, I'm open. I think it has become a part of kind of the process. Um, and I think we can change that if you guys have suggestions. But I would not always take thank you to mean like you suck, get out of the room. Because uh, you, it just doesn't. <laughs> um, if someone has done something offensive or terrible, uh, I think something would be said. But the reality is, I just, I never say thank you as a means of 
um, you suck, get out of my room. I can't speak for everybody else. Uh, but again, please put something in the comments to tell me what you'd rather hear. I'm, I'm here and I do not have all the answers. I am open to a, a new script. Yeah, uh, I mean it. If there's something better, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'd love to hear it. Um, but also, you have to know that you walk out of that room confident with what you did um, and, and holding your head high and not kind of giving a shit what anybody else thinks about it in that moment in time. Um, and you also have to own a part of what you're hearing at the end of that audition. If you're hearing the words, thank you, coming out of my mouth and you're choosing to hear, you suck, get out of my room, I didn't say that. You did uh, in your brain. So that's also a moment of self-reflection. Yeah, like we have to take that in and we have to figure out how to renegotiate and renavigate that in our own selves. Um, and we all have those moments. This is not me like finger pointing because finger pointing is ridiculous. Um, but it is a, you need to take a moment of self-reflection and say, why am I changing those words to that? Is it because it's what I've heard for so long? Is it because that's how I feel about this audition? Is it because of what her face is saying? Like, why am I feeling that way? Yeah? Okay, next question. Um... Where is it? Uh, how important is it to list every single detail about yourself on your resume? If it's not on there, will you ask or will you simply pass over the actor? I can see it being helpful if the creative team decides to type on the day of the audition and they aren't keeping anyone under six feet tall, but there are so many different rules about what should or should not be on there, referencing weight, height, vocal range, etc. Um, you know, the number one rule for a resume is be honest. Put your real height on there. Don't lie. Um, don't lie about theaters you've worked at. Nine times out of ten, someone's going to know uh, when it's not real. Um, you know, I, I think that you don't need to put your weight on a resume. Your body and that number is personal and it's your own, you know, life. Um, I definitely don't need your home address on a resume. Um, I don't need your eye color or your hair color, right? We have that on the headshot. For me, your resume should list the parts you've played in the theaters you've worked at. It should have contact information for you, for your, you know, your team, whoever that is. Um, and if you do have a valid passport, driver's license, that kind of thing is nice to know in your special skills. But like, I don't need to know all of the details of your life. You don't want to share that anyways. Um, and you know, especially things like body weight. Um, I don't need that on the resume and I don't think anybody really does at this point. Um, so I wouldn't go that personal. Um, and you know, just remember that your headshots and resumes, um, might live someplace that, uh, you know, anything that you put on that resume can be seen by anybody who might get their hands on it. Um, and these things try to be protected and safe. And I shred a lot of things to make sure all of your personal information is safe. But um, just be thoughtful about what you want to put on your resume. It does not have to be cram jam uh, packed with stuff, especially when it comes to personal things about your body and its image. Yeah? Okay. Um, does anybody have any thoughts, questions, comments, any of that kind of stuff? Please feel free to put them in the comments. Um, I'm not seeing anything today and I can't just tell if that's because my eCam hasn't been updated or because you're not writing anything. So just tell me. Um, all right, the next thing here says, um, in an ECC or EPA, if time allows and casting sees non-union, generally how open-minded are teams to hiring non-union if they're right for the job? Or is it easier to find someone who may be less right but is already a part of the union? Um, I think I'm a terrible 
terrible person to ask this question to because I love hiring whoever's right for the role. Um, there might be people who have, you know, there are specific moments in time where hiring someone who is in the union already is easier or whatever. Um, I'm here to hire the person who's best for the role. Uh, we, you know, I have definitely hired people into union shows who were non-union, who have joined the union. Um, I am open to seeing someone who is right for the role, who is interesting, who brings something different to the script than what we saw before. Um, so I think it depends on the creative team. I think it depends on the casting director. Um, and it depends on time, location of uh, the show, contract issues, all that kind of stuff. But it is your responsibility to show up and just do the best damn work that you can and at least win the room over even if you can't win the contract, yeah? Um, but I think it depends on the team and how open they are. Um, if you're coming into my room, I'm here to see you and to see what you're doing and I will fight for you if it is something that I think you're right for, um, even if you're non-union. I've done it before and there are people probably watching this right now who have contracts because I fought for them before from an EPA. So, you know, there it is. Um, all right. The next question is, um, does anyone really give a shit what's on your resume or is it all about what kind of representation you have? Um, fierce, honey, you better write the question. Uh, I give a shit what's on your resume. And I don't always give a shit who your representation is. I think there are some, uh, you know, I, there are some agents that I really trust. There are some managers that I really trust and I really like their talent and I'll always give their people a chance. But um, I hire a lot of people who don't have representation. Um, today, we sent out contracts to some people who don't have representation. You know, like I care what's on your resume because it tells me more about who you are and, and what work you've done and your experience level and uh, what skills you think you have and what skills you do have, what skills you've been paid to execute. Um, so, uh, you know, I... I it of course depends on what room you're going into and who you're being seen for, but uh, that's like super defeatist from the start. Yeah, like that that kind of mentality and that kind of attitude. Um, your resume is important. Uh, it's not the most important. It's not the end all be all. I've hired people who have done nothing professionally, uh, but at the same time, it does tell a story and it is a reflection of you and your career and your life. Uh, and that probably means more to me than who your manager is or who your agent is. Um, though of course, I trust agents and managers' tastes and opinions, and uh, so, you know, it's six one way, half dozen the other, but you are responsible for your resume and what story it's telling. Yeah? Um, okay. Does any, uh, no, I did that one. Would you ever be annoyed if I auditioned for you and then contacted you for feedback? I feel so uncomfortable, especially if it's a CD I don't know, but I'm constantly craving someone to tell me what they loved and what could be improved. When is it appropriate to ask? Um, you know, I think if you're going into an open call, an EPA situation, sending an email asking for feedback is, is probably, you're not going to get a response. Um, just because you see so many people and the specificities of your audition are probably not going to be, the, the, the response that someone would give you wouldn't be super nuanced I think if you are in final callbacks for something if you're in callbacks if you you're on a you know second appointment or you know any of these things and uh, you want to ask for feedback it's totally appropriate to ask for feedback especially if you're being given direction um, or if you think there's something that um, you did well and you're just wondering what's going on maybe why you didn't book um, but just know you might not always get it uh, I don't think anyone's gonna be offended that you're asking for feedback um, if they are that's that's on them um, but just know 
so many people are working on so many projects. Sometimes maybe the notes aren't as um, detailed as they want to be able to give you the feedback that they want. Um, sometimes they legally can't give you the feedback that you need. Um, sometimes uh, there's just lots and lots and lots of reasons. Um, but I feel like, especially if you've been given direction in the room, if you're in callbacks for something, you or your team always has the right to ask for feedback. It just might not come to you. Um, but if it's an open call situation, uh, I wouldn't ask for it. That just feels uh, tricky and probably you're not going to get the response that you want. Yeah? Okay. Um, why is there such a huge thing about body image and toned physique in cruise ship casting? Since I'm an actor that is seen as more of a character actor because of my build, should I not go in for cruise lines? When you cast for celebrity, is this a defining factor on if someone gets the job? Um, first and foremost, I do not speak for celebrity or for the company. Uh, any Thing that I say is a reflection of me and my opinions only. Um, uh, across the board with cruise ships, I, I hear what you're saying, but I would also ask you to like look around and open your eyes and see the realities of what's going on ships. Um, there are lots of beautiful different body types being hired across the board. Um, there are lots of different parts and different uh, uh, looks, aesthetics, feels to who's being hired. Um, I will say in the work that I've personally been excited to work on for cruise ships and why I like working for celebrity is because we hire lots of different body types and different um, different looks, different feels, different vocal energies, different vocal types. It is thrilling for me to get to be a part of um, the team that I work on because of that. Uh, so you know, we have tracks for people that, uh, you know, I don't like to use the term character actor like that. I think that's putting a box on people for no reason. Uh, actually, I, I think it's lazy. Um, but if, if you feel like that's who you are and, and what you do, um, you know, there are there are roles for you on lots of ships, lots of different companies. So I would encourage you to submit, encourage you to show up. And if you're not getting the appointments, show up to the open call and, and do what you do, um, truly, because there's there are opportunities for you. I think traditionally there's the stigma about cruise ships that everything is still very like step touch, step touch, late 90s, you know, singing a weird arrangement of children will listen with like a disco beat and like a white flowy top. And it's like very very skinny tan toned people singing musical theater and 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 that's like stuck in a lot of people's brains and that's just like not what's happening anymore um there's really thrilling exciting work happening and it's it's beautifully diverse and it's beautifully diverse in lots of different ways including body type so um i encourage you to continue to either submit or just show up for open calls and be seen and 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 i hope that whoever wrote this i hope i do get to see you um, okay. If I'm self-submitting via email, do I need to send anything other than a headshot and resume? Like a very words on why I'd be good for the show or role. I don't think you need to say why you'd be good for the show or role, but you do need to send some footage with you. Uh, not just your headshot resume. You need to be able to show someone what you do better than anybody else. So I need a video, a link to video footage. And honestly, friends, I literally don't care if it's you singing to a karaoke track with your iPhone. If you want to submit for a project, especially for something um, where, you know, vocals are, are really important for it, send footage, send a reel, send any of that stuff. Make it easy for me to be able to see what your gifts are so that I can share those gifts with creative teams. Um, does that make sense? Yes? 
great. Um, but no, I don't think you need to go in on a whole cover letter about why you're perfect for the show unless you have some sort of connection to someone who's working on the show or someone told you to submit or, um, you know, you have a history with the piece or something like that. But I don't think you need to write what special skills you have that make you perfect for the show. Unless, like, I was recently looking for, like, a sousaphone player who sang Baltic chants and who specialized in immersive theater, if that's your gag and you have all of those things and you can tell me that very specifically, then maybe do that. But if it's like you're submitting for Curly in Oklahoma, I don't need you to tell me why you'd be brilliant at singing Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Just submit beautiful footage of you singing lovely. Yeah? Okay. Uh, this one says, How strictly should you follow the 16-bar cut rule? So many songs these days don't fit perfectly into this division. Is it okay to audition with a song that's slightly over 16 bars in order to finish the phrase? When attending an audition that requires a short song, how many bars or what amount of time is an appropriate length? Thank you for your help. Uh, if someone asks for 16 bars, uh, I highly recommend sticking to the 16 bars. Most people in the room are musicians themselves and they'll know. Uh, if you need to finish the phrase, like it, don't end on the word like, uh, fools fall in and don't give me love. Like finish the phrase, of course. But you know, 16 bars should take under a minute. Um, I consistently like look at my, my, you know, timer when people are doing 16 bars and nine times out of 10, it should land around 50, 52 seconds. Um, and that's really done on purpose, again, most of the time so that we can see everybody. Um, so don't go, don't go too far. Stick to the 16 bars, but definitely, definitely um, make sure that you finish the thought or the phrase. And then, you know, if that means you have to kind of franken-cut, do it. Um, but make sure that franken-cut makes sense as well. I've seen a lot of people make weird, weird, weird franken-cuts that don't make sense, that have weird key changes in them, that accompanists can't follow. Um, don't sacrifice your line. Don't sacrifice your musicality to try to finish a thought in that way. Do you know what I mean? Um, you should be able to find a good 16 bar, uh, I promise you. And and I would say definitely don't go more than 20 because we'll see it and people get pissed. Um, I've seen a lot of creative teams be like, these people are driving me crazy. I know you're doing, you know, this is 32 or that was a full song. Um, and some people will just cut you off. So, you know, be thoughtful and be mindful about it. Um, and, and this just goes into a bigger thing that I just want to say of like, uh, I think people think casting and creative teams are like out to get you, that they want to trick you, that they want to make this extra difficult. Um, and that's just not the case. Like these things are because we're trying to see people. We're trying to make sure we get enough people in the room. We're trying to keep things moving. We're trying to make sure you're not wasting your whole day sitting there, um, you know, in the holding room. Like I genuinely, genuinely mean that. And when you Take the when you are at a call where it's a 16 bar moment and you decide to sing 28 bars or 32 bars, like you're cutting somebody else off. You're not letting somebody else have their time too. And that's tricky. And no one's trying to trick you. No one's trying to make you uh, panic. No one's trying to make it a shitty experience. Like we've just figured kind of out these these moments, these phrases, these these amounts of time that allow us to see as many people as we can in a day. Um, okay. Uh, how do I feel about receiving hard copies of headshot resume cover letters? And if the cover letter includes to a link to a reel, will you watch it? Um, if someone sends me a hard copy with a link written out, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm probably not going to type that in. Um, if that comes via email, I, I definitely, definitely will click it. Um, 
and you know, I do submissions through forms online. I do submissions through, you know, Actors Access, that kind of stuff. Um, every every quarter I do like my my submission through my website where I just try to get to know people. I definitely watch all of those things. Um, hard copies, they're just not super useful to me. Um, I think it's a waste of people's money. I think that, um, you know, people I don't get hard copies. I don't really like it. I'm not a hard copy person. I think it just wastes so much people's money all the time. But I do know there are definitely some people who like tangible, tactile things. They like to hold them. So it varies from office to office. For me, since this question was directed to me, I do not like hard copies. I don't need them. Um, and I definitely will not type in someone's reel. Um, I, I, that just is, is a lot of extra steps when it could be done, you know, very quickly, uh, and save yourself some money on postage and save yourself some money on printing. Um, because that shit is so expensive for no reason. Um, okay. How do you find actors of color for non-union productions? And what are some ways you feel they would be more likely to come out to an audition? Um, how do I find actors of color for non-union productions? Well, um, for non-union productions, I find all of my actors, uh, you know, the same the same way. Um, I put up audition notices. I do things on Actors Access. I do things through my website. I do things through kind of all the normal channels. Um, the way that I am finding people uh, and and actors of color specifically um, is lots of different ways. I find people in shows. I find people that um, I see at open calls. Um, I find people that are referred to me. I do a lot of stalking on the internet. Um, I spend a lot of time going down YouTube holes. Uh, my husband will definitely tell you that I'm up till like three in the morning just like watching videos on the internet all the time. Um, I am the first person though to say what I need is for people to tell me um, what are ways that would get people to come out to auditions. Specifically, since this color, this um, this question was asking about actors of color, um, I'm open. I'm open to hearing the best ways to get people to come out. Um, I think this is a systemic problem in our community as a whole um, that needs to the the solutions need to come from people in my position to, of just listening we need to listen and we need to own up to the fact that not everybody has all the answers and that there are other people who come from communities that are not my own that are going to actually have the right answer so i'm here and i'm willing to listen and i'm willing to um, promote auditions in different ways and to in in different channels and different places um i feel like i am trying my best to explore um theater that is like non-traditional commercial theater i am trying to open my submissions in free ways um that you don't have to pay for like through my website um, i'm working with smaller companies smaller lesser known producers um to try to meet new people and work with new communities and new new people that i've never met before but first and foremost i am 100 percent open to hearing how I can be better, how I can explore and find new people and new talent, um, and definitely get audition notices and things to people who don't know the kind of traditional roots of how to find those things. So let me be very clear. Um, now is the time for me to listen and not to talk. So if people have ideas, please send them to me. I am so, so, so open to figuring out ways to get people, especially as you asked, actors of color, into the room and into uh, into to 
parts. <laughs> um, so please send them my way. Um, I'm doing everything that I know how and can right now, um, but I am always open to learning um, 100% because I do not have all the answers <laughs> and uh, I want to be a part of the change, not a part of the problem. So if you have solutions or thoughts, please send them my way. Um, email me, kate at katelumpkincasting.com. Send it through this anonymous site. Anything that uh, you have, I'd love to hear it. Um, if you'd like to have a meeting to talk about it, I will take that meeting. Um, anything, I'm here to do it and to, and to hear your thoughts. Um, do you have any thoughts or suggestions for a union actor without a big tour or Broadway credit auditioning for regional theater? It feels like so many theaters are most willing to hire principals with big credits but cast ensemble and covers non-union. I know it usually comes down to budget, but how do I build a resume in this Catch-22? Oh Lord, I, um, I hear you. Uh, I, I hear you. It is a Catch-22 and it's a, it's a, it's a really tricky time, um, when it comes to, to this question. Um, I don't necessarily have a 100% solution to this. Um, I think, again, when we talk about like systemic problems, this is one of them as well. Um, this is something that I wish I knew who was asking this question because I think it comes down to specificity of person and their, uh, you know, their relationships with creatives, their relationships with casting offices, their relationships with other actors and directors. Um, I think this comes down to knowing what you do better than anybody else, being able to talk about it, being able to share it, and being able to create and maintain meaningful relationships. You know, these are kind of the fundamental pillars of um, uh, getting work in this, in this, you know, uh, in this day and age. Um, and I know you know this, and I know you've heard me say that a thousand times, but I believe it. Um, I don't have an elegant solution or something with a neat bow to answer that question. Um, but I'd really love, whoever wrote this to me, if you want to reach out to me personally, I'd love to talk to you about your journey specifically, and I'd love to work with you one-on-one -on, -one on figuring this out for you. Because um, this is a really good question and it's something that um, needs to be addressed. So I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, what do you look for in a cover letter for a self-submission? Various projects ask for them but rarely specify exactly what they're looking for or what they want to see in a first impression. What are your thoughts? Um, in terms of self-submission, like I said earlier, uh, I don't I don't need to see a, a whole, I don't need a massive cover letter um, full of all sorts of you know things. Um, I need your name. I need your resume and headshot attached to it. I need some sort of footage if you have it or a website that's easily clickable with links. Um, and then maybe just one or two sentences about why this project, why you're submitting for this, um, and maybe like if you have a connection to the show, if you have a connection to someone working on the show, um, anything like that would be super, super useful um, to kind of put a bug in my ear of like, oh, they worked with this MD, um, and so maybe they'd be a good person to you know scan and see if that MD wants to see them in this in this room. Um, it doesn't need to be flowery or cutesy or long or you know elegant or any of those kind of things. Um, just simple, 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 simple. Keep it simple. Um, what is that thing? Kiss it, kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, you know, just, just tell me, tell me who you're connected to within the piece. And if you don't have that little bit of info, just a little bit about who you are and why this show. Um, no more than like three sentences with links and stuff that's clickable. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was 20 questions that we did in 40 minutes. Um, I am going to check Facebook and make sure that nobody put any questions on the video. I don't think that they did. Oosh, Kate. Okay, so, um, okay. Oosh, Kate, you're talking so loud. 
So, okay, that was 20 questions in 40 minutes. Uh, I will do this as often as I can. Um, if you have any questions for me and you or for anybody uh, about this industry that you are too scared to ask or you think is going to get you in trouble or you think is stupid or you think uh, could be helpful to you, just tell me. Just put it in the thing. Put it in my AMA. Go to kate-lumpkin.com backslash AMA and just ask. I really have no idea who's sending these questions in. There's no way for me to check. Um, And I really want to help you answer these questions. Um, I just think that when people are scared to ask questions because of false power structures, we see everything around the structure crumble. Um, I want people to feel empowered. Um, I want people to feel like even though they're enough, they got to keep working. And the only way that we can keep working and keep showing up is if we have the tools to do it. Um, I'm not scared to try to empower you to have the right tools. I'm here. I'll sit here in my onesie with very limited makeup and wet, gross hair on a sick Friday night to take your questions because that is the only way we're going to make meaningful art. It's the only way that I think you are going to have a safe space to do dangerous work, which is my job is to create a safe space for you to do dangerous work. So anything I can do to help create a safe space for you, I'm going to do it. If you have any questions, please, please, please feel free to put them in that AMA box, and I would love to try to answer them. Again, there's no office hours this week, as uh, this kind of became my office hours this week, Um, and because it's Super Bowl Sunday, so go enjoy your Justin Timberlake and pretend that you like that football and eat all your nacho snacks, and um, I will see you next week, uh, and I'll take your questions throughout the week if you have them, okay? I think you all are great humans. I hope that you are doing the work and you're showing up for yourself and for other people. And uh, I'll see you next week, okay? Have a good one, guys.